This is KCSU's live and local podcast, bringing you Colorado's local music scene in podcast form, hosted by KCSU's local music director, Marie. with me in the radio station today. He is known as Shama Noel, and he is a local artist from Denver. Now, Shama, how would you introduce yourself to our listeners? Um, how would you describe yourself? How would you describe your music style? Uh, so I make alternative slash conscious hip-hop. Uh, very diverse, a lot of different production styles, a lot of different approaches, but the foundation of it all is rap. I am primarily a lyricist, but I also love music and like to genre bend and experiment. How did you first get into music? How did you first get into, and it doesn't have to be like lyricist or hip hop, just like, how did you first start? So my babysitters played a lot of rap music. Um, I remember listening to T.I. as a kid, like seven, six years old. Then I found out about Outkast. My parents are, I'm from originally from Haiti. My parents are Haitian, uh, they're Christian. So secular music wasn't really allowed growing up. So the only times I would hear music would be at school or with a babysitter. But from early on, I remember hearing T.I., Outkast, and Hey Ya specifically in elementary just playing and me constantly being obsessed with that song. At the last break, we talked about like how you got into music, how you describe yourself. You said you were more of a lyricist hip-hop artist. I love it. So you got your first taste of virality with your Twitter account, Rap Like, an account dedicated to writing in the style of famous hip-hop rap artists. And then how did this virality and experience help or detract from your later music career? The audience there was curious to see if I had my own style, which I dropped my first mixtape, God's Playlist, in 2013, revealing myself as Shaman Noel and I kind of exceeded their expectations. Almost 10 years later, I still have this international fan base. But a lot of the work that I did on rap, like like the emulations that went viral, I didn't watermark them because I wasn't thinking I had to. There are certain articles like The Shade Room, or certain blogs, excuse me, um, like The Shade Room and Complex that would post it and my name, my account wouldn't be tagged. So looking back at that, I mean, just seeing my work and it has 500,000 likes and my name isn't attached to it, it's kind of insane. But I mean, at the end of the day, it did get me an organic fan base, like on my own. I didn't have to go to anyone. And it was a unique way to promote myself as well. And I think it's like a legendary Twitter account. Before I heard of your music, I, I knew your Twitter account. My sister and I would look at it a lot when we were in high school. Did using like inspiration from other rappers and hip hop artists to write in their style, did that help you at all figure out your style or was it more of like a hindrance? Definitely helped me figure out my style more and just taking different techniques from the greats and being able to combine them all into one package. Like the song Let's Dance, that's one of my least lyrical songs, like it's not that introspective, but it's more of a vibe, which I wouldn't be able to, like as I grow as an artist, I start understanding more than just triple, quadruple entendres or alliteration. It it helps me, like uh, I think a really great example is um, Kanye and how he can make, well, no, actually the, a better example, I love Kanye, but a better example is Kendrick Lamar, how he can make a club banger and it'll still have some depth to it like when i say 
only if they think the same too about like let's dance that's about consent being able to make something that everyone can dance to and vibe to and whatnot but still have that layer of depth that is so interesting. I love that trying to balance the the like still you can rock out to it and party and dance, but also still having a deeper meaning. We touched a little bit on this in the last interview section about how you balance the deepness of your lyrics with vibes and like dancing part, which I agree with wholeheartedly. My girlfriend and I, we we dance to your music all the time. It is such a party. How do you how do you straddle this uh, this deep divide between balanced and deep? I guess I just listen current state of music and it seems like just lyricism is not at the forefront. It's more of the vibe. It's more of escapism. And I mean, growing up in a Christian household, I obviously still have certain values. And I think it's very, music is such an easy way to just bring awareness to certain things. Even if you disagree with what I'm saying because you're anti certain things, if it's good enough, you're going to play it back. And I believe I have a positive message. You know, it's not biased. Just increasing awareness of how we should live in society together. You know, all people, all races, all genders, everything. I think it's just important to get those messages out. I would like to think I have a high music IQ enough to be like, hmm, these synths, these drums, all this sounds like just perfect, you know, just good. Because production is literally half the battle. You could have the greatest lyric, lyrics ever, you could have the greatest flow, but the production, the music sonically has to sound good. A lot of studying, a lot of listening to different genres, not just rap and hip hop, you know, that opens my music mind up more. What artists do you take the most inspiration from? The most inspiration I would have to say, in its totality and not at this very moment, probably Andre 3000. Because, again, I had to bring up Hey Y'all again, but <laughs> that song is so fun and happy, but it's actually sad. He's talking about just, you know, two people that in a relationship and they both know deep down that they don't want to be there. But yeah, we're still singing along to this song. He also just has songs that transcend hip-hop, and I think that's really cool to do. You know, bring everyone into your world. Um, your new album, Two Can Play At That Game, uh, you released the song Bumblebees. This song feels like a new direction for you. What was your inspiration for the song, and what made you want to try something new? Bumblebees definitely has the kind of bedroom, pop, alternative rock vibe, but I'm rapping on it. Being Colorado, where 90% of the musicians are bands, I was curious to see if I can make something similar to that and, and it not be forced. And then the concept of two can play that game is, all right, you guys want more pop, upbeat kind of music? All right, I can do that too. It's not just boom bap, super crazy lyricism, even though it kind of is on Bumblebees, but, you know, it's masked with this pop guitar, acoustic, you know, happy feeling. Just being in Colorado and looking at the music scene and challenging myself, like, hmm, I think I need to have a song like that on this particular project, because this project is, is me showing that I can do, you know, kind of both. Bumblebees, did you 
make that like bedroom pop beat um, instrumentals by yourself or did you have help from any other artists? I had help from this person called Beats by Mantra, which I licensed the production from him on this website called BeatStars, which is very transparent and it's easy to have access to really high quality beats. It has a very amazing catalog. So yeah, that was Beats by Mantra again, and uh, I got it on BeatStars. So you were talking a little bit about how you wanted to challenge yourself and say to Colorado, like, you want this, I'll give you something, that but still with me. So do you think about who your audience is and what they want to hear when you write your songs? Or was it just for this particular album? I guess I always think of my audience, but at this particular project, there is more of an intention for a bigger audience, a more mainstream audience. I didn't, my previous work is a bit more boom bap and you know, less, like, it, it's more of a niche. With this project, um, I feel like you don't have to necessarily be a fan of Shaman Noel to enjoy the project, which was my goal. I think you very much hit your goal. I know a lot of people um, I've shown your work to who don't really like, as you put it, like that boom bop sound, but really enjoyed your music. As we begin to wrap up this interview, where can our listeners find more information about you and your music? You type in Shama Noel, S-C-H-A-M-A, Noel, N-O-E-L. Whatever platform you use, I'll come up. Are you active on any social media platforms? Instagram, Facebook. You can add me as a friend. I'm mad chill. (laughs) Twitter, a little. Not as active as I used to be on Twitter, but I'm on Twitter as well. Do you have any upcoming events or projects our listeners should be on the lookout for? If you like to can play that game, um, I'm working on another project that is more of a vibe, still conscious. So I'm just going to take it a step further than this previous project and completely just, I don't know, amaze everyone that hears it. Perfect. I love it. And around when are you expecting that to be released so our listeners can be on the lookout? Early next year, probably sometime around May. Shaman Noel, you can um, listen to his music on wherever you go. You can listen to his new album that he just released in August. Who can play that game? I'm so excited to see what else you have in store for us. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, it was a pleasure to have you in our radio station. This is Marie, KCSU's local music director. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Make sure to stay tuned for future episodes, radio shows, and new projects.